Hello, and welcome to this very special edition of the Branching Path Podcast. I'm your trivia host, Kyle, joined by trivia contestant, John. John, what brings you to video game trivia today? Hi, Kyle. I'm here to answer some trivia questions. No, only I talk like that, John. We went over this. That's my voice. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, welcome back, everybody. Today's going to be a little bit of a departure. I, I wrote out some trivia questions for John to try today that are all video game themed. Um, for everyone he gets wrong, he's going to be flicked in the right and then subsequently left testicle uh, in real time. <laughs> so you'll hear his real reactions. And for everyone he gets right, I will be flicked in the left and then subsequently right testicle in real time. So look forward to those reactions live. But uh, before we get into trivia, we're going to start like we normally do and talk about some of the shit we've been playing lately. So, John, do you want to start us off? Yeah, let's do it. I've got two games to talk about today briefly. Um, number one is going to be The Last Story. The Last so, Story. As uh, Keeping with our, our super topical podcast here. Uh, the Last Story. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> yeah, when you come out, please, I want another release date. Oh, God, let's look this I'll up. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> tap 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 tip 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 tap. Um, that is a 2011. Oh, good job. Keeping it topical. The best. So this is uh, an old Mistwalker game for the Wii. So this is directed by and partially written by Hironobu Sakaguchi. And strong start. I liked the intro. The voice acting is really solid. Uh, the graphics, you know, obviously they show their age now, but it's still charming. The the face textures remind me of FF12 a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> after that intro, it starts, it falls off the rails so hard, in my is opinion. It, is it like a the story goes too crazy right off the hop, or, or what is it? Is it like a pacing issue? It just falls flat, or what? Hang on, I'm going to mute my phone because it's already a problem. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, contestants literally can't have their phones, bro. That's breaking the rules of trivia. This is why I'm aiming for a strong 5% success rate today. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, you get an action-packed intro um, when the kind of – your main character, his name is Zale. He gains this ability. That ability that you get in the intro is – essentially the uh, ability to attract the enemy's attention. So he's protecting his friends by acting as a tank, essentially. Okay. Um, and the dialogue when you get that ability isn't great. It's it's pretty corny, but okay. The, the intro is strong enough. It, it's not so bad. And then you get to the main city, and I, I don't know what they were thinking here because suddenly the... When when the intro starts, you have no idea what these guys are doing here. They're mercenaries. You don't know why they're in this place. They're just there's this group of people that know each other, and they're running through this thing. There's enemies to fight. You're excited to figure out what's going on. You don't figure any of that out. You go to the city after that, and there's a lot of lame cutscenes where the one mercenary girl who's with you in the beginning, her only personality trait is that she loves alcohol and. I guess wants to get fucked. <laughs> I love I love one-dimensional characters. They're the best. She, yeah, she's very one-dimensional right now. I'm not very far. Well, um, two-dimensional, because she wants two things. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm not very far, but I'm immediately getting turned off after a, a pretty strong intro. Um, God, she wants to fuck. I don't understand the turn-off here. And, and her dynamic is with another guy who wants to fuck women. <laughs> Oh That's God, his personality trait. Oh, my God. 
Zale and um, I honestly can't remember the other guy's name, but the guy who recruited Zale to be a mercenary um, when both of them were younger and he found Zale. Um, I think Zale's parents died and he was kind of a homeless kid or whatever. This guy took him in and, and you get a little bit of backstory there. The dynamic they have isn't bad, um, but the city gameplay is immediately a bunch of like pointless fetch quests and you meet this important NPC. It's, it's, it's very obvious there's something special about her, but then you have these really lame gameplay segments where you have to run from these guards who are trying to capture her, and it plays like shit. Um, <laughs> like the, the, just that segment, you mean? That section, yeah, that segment okay. plays like shit. The dialogue is shit. The pacing is shit. Um, I, I, after seeing that Sakaguchi was both a writer and director here, I the hopes were sky high, Kyle. <laughs> Not to mention, <laughs> I read in many places this was a great mature story and well written and everything. And I'm like, I don't I don't know what people see in this. Maybe it gets yeah. way better, but it dropped the ball pretty fucking hard early on. <laughs> That's brutal, man. Yeah. Um, uh, I plan to stick with it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to push through and, and just see if it if recovers. But um, another thing that that bugged me right away was after that cool intro, and you get this power. That you uh, minor spoilers here. You exit this cave thing that you're in for the intro. Um, you see people running from a monster, and you uh, being mercenaries and whatnot. You decide to confront the monster. It's this white tiger with like this blue glowing aura around it that seems to have a hard-on for Zale. So he's, it, it's reacting to his new power or something. But it looks out of place. The battle feels out of place. Mm. And then the tiger magically jumps and looks back at you and then disappears. And it's, it's like, I don't know what any of this is. And then you go to the city and get no answers. Oh, I see. So, so they set up this, this mystery, which isn't particularly interesting or appropriate and then their option to contextualize it they decide to not bother with that yeah that's my complaint about the pacing because yeah. immediately you're moving on to like fetch quest city and and meeting this girl who's like obviously a noble in disguise and it's like and then the one dimension if the character's made up for it but they yeah. don't because every yeah, yeah. time you talk to her that this woman i can't remember her name her only thing is get me more alcohol please yeah i am um, <laughs> Yeah, I really think we've probably talked about this a number of times in the podcast, but storytelling wise, like what elements are most important to each of us? And I think for myself, it has to be characters over all else because um, Chained Echoes is a good example of a game that's very plot focused uh, and a bit lacking in the character uh, development piece. Um, okay. They're, they're, they're decently well characterized. Like the characters, for the most part, have a I have a pretty good sense of like what their goals are, what they're like, um, and they're not super one-dimensional, but they don't have much of an arc or development, and they're kind of they take a backseat to the plot almost all the time. Right. Um, and yeah, I just I think good characters will save a lot of bad stories. Um, I mean, ideally, it's all good. <laughs> ideally, you, you do. Have I'd agree good, though. Good story and good characters, but yeah, I mean that's obviously the best case scenario. But I, I, I do agree, and I'm going to complain about this a bit in Bot and Kaitos too. Um, but as long if the if the core group is really tight, they can help overcome uh, 
uh, an otherwise lackluster story because their dynamic, you're going to spend the entire game with these people. If they are interesting yeah. and the plot is kind of bog standard or maybe a bit of a letdown, at least the characters will pull you through. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm not getting any of that in the last story. <laughs> sure. I, I get kind of like people, people complaining about stories lacking originality. I don't usually, I don't know, I just don't find that a very compelling concern or complaint as long as, one, the story is, is handled well and, like, you know, the follow-through and execution is effective and the context of that story is characters I give a shit about. If I care about the characters and the stakes matter, you know what I mean? Like, I'm in. That's that's kind of all I need to to be on the hook and, and to continue. Again, yeah, ideally, you also have an awesome... A well-written story, it's well-executed, and originality obviously points for that too. But I'm, I kind of just past the point of needing, or I don't know. I, I see that often used as a cudgel against something somebody doesn't like. Like, oh, it's not original. It's exactly like insert X, but you know everything's a copy of something else at some points. So. This reminds me of the the complaints about FF13's linearity, mm. and linearity itself isn't a problem. The problem is that this game is shit. And it's linear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're right. That's it's not. Yeah, it's not that it's linear because if the characters were awesome and you were telling me a cool story about them, I wouldn't care if it was just point A to point B. If what happened along the way was good. Yeah, I mean, point A to point B in a very linear fashion is an opportunity to tell an interesting story with a lot of interesting set pieces that you can't really deviate from. So the the pacing and whatnot is completely in control of the developer. And in FF13, they dropped the ball. They don't just drop the ball; they punt it down a chasm. <laughs> oh yeah! And when the ball hit the bottom of the chasm, they develop new technology that could go to the bottom of that chasm and and make it deeper. The, the, it um, enters a new dimension when it gets down. There. You're right. They found a new dimension, um, and that's where the that's where the ball is. Uh, yeah, because a good example of that is like any of those narrative-heavy games, like the big AAA ones. Um, I think of Last of Us one and two whenever I think of that, right? Because they're pretty linear in in their gameplay and stuff but they use that to very effectively tell a compelling story about a couple of very interesting characters um sure uh, i mean yeah. even ff7 remake would have benefited from that instead of deviating to these really boring sections a lot oh yeah yeah no um, kidding i uh, mean if that game if that game had focused a little bit more even with all of my gripes um yeah i would have benefited a lot from not having those stupid awful side quest sections it's a, it's a pacing thing, um, and yeah. yeah, I mean, Last Story suffers from this immediately because that city is big and wide open, and you can explore a lot of it, and it leads to fetch quests and whatnot. And and whatever stakes were set up by this cool intro are they disappear? Yeah, or again, you if you're gonna, because I want I do, I do want those things. Like I like those moments, but they have to be used effectively and at a good time right you you have to get to it more naturally exactly the the story has to come to a point where there's time to breathe and then it makes sense naturally for you to have a bit of time to explore and help people with their day-to-day problems and shit right yeah so and and it's my complaint for both of these is that the scenario i don't know if the scenario is the right word but it's just the 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 way the writers connect events it's not very well done and it's the same. It's it's uh, the, a problem in both games. Yeah. Um, um, do you want to get into one of yours now before I move on to Bon Kaitos? Yeah, I was just gonna say on the topic of like originality versus you know good characters versus effective writing and pacing and st- all that shit, right? 
I feel like um, Japanese manga is like bursting at the seams with the originality piece, but so fucking barren on the on the like good characters, good writing, like, all that, all the other stuff that makes a good story. Yes, um, I've been reading Chainsaw. I've been reading Chainsaw Man, uh, which is a new fairly popular anime slash manga. Um, because a couple friends at work have been reading it, and I decided to give it a shot. And it's entertaining, but, uh, like, it's not, I don't know. If I think back to some of the manga I read as a teenager that really stuck with me, like, just the shonen stuff, right? Like, Rurouni Kenshin and One Piece and Naruto and Bleach, all that stuff. Sure. I, granted, I never finished most of them, um, so they probably ended up going off the rails and bleeding themselves dry, because as a mangaka, you can never end your series. But, <laughs> man, just Chainsaw Man is just so dumb. Like, it's just so like disconnected and disjointed and oh my god it's it's whiplash constantly but it is very unique <laughs> so, his his whole thing is he someone offered to let him touch some boobs right yeah isn't that like his he's he's a pretty one-dimensional guy he just wants yeah to oh, yeah, yeah 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 whenever there's like yeah his, his uh, like his i read this kind of, on kotaku or something yeah his story develops into him basically being in love with this one particular person or at least what he, I think what he perceives to be love because he's a very immature like idiot character he can okay. be funny sometimes but yeah for, for the first like four volumes I was like is this a fucking joke like it's just gonna be what I'm trying to grab a booby like I don't know I'm not a teenager anymore it just doesn't quite hit the same maybe as a teenager it would have been like haha that's so funny and relatable I'm guessing that's the main demographic here <laughs> yeah so anyways anyways um, yeah I'll, I'll talk quickly about uh, Sweet Code and Five um, Let's do it. A friend of mine recently sent me a picture of that game sitting at a game store, and uh, basically all but dared me to go get it. And then I showed <laughs> him, and I got it the next day, uh, and paid much too much money for it. But it's a game I used to own <laughs> as a teenager, and I think I lent to a friend, and you know how that ends up going. I never ended up getting it back. I say friend, but it was probably more like a casual acquaintance, and you know I just wanted to share RPGs with everybody who would maybe play them because. It was such a like a niche hobby, right? Not like it and, is now. And you have another person to talk RPGs with. Exactly. Anyways, never got the game back. Um, and I remember liking it a lot as a teenager. So it's been on my list for a long time of something I'd like to get back and play again. And I'm on this weird kick of you know wanting to actually have it in my collection and playing on actual hardware and all that shit. So so I bought it and I've been playing it. Um, I like the Sweet Coden games. Or at least I've, I've played one, two, a little bit of three, and then five to some degree. And the general thing I like about Sweet Coden games is that they have a very coherent um, narrative. Like it's it's usually the, the 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 events very much do connect to each other. Like to, to your complaint about that last story issue, where the the plot doesn't really seem to feed into itself moment to moment. This is very much right. a story usually about betrayal of some kind and you raising an army to overthrow some sort of evil kingdom. It's almost formulaic in that sense, but it's still pretty satisfying when carried out well. And again, you, you give yourself a good cast of characters and a compelling villain, and it doesn't really take much more than that, right? Like, you don't need to reinvent the wheel every single time. Yeah. Um, I'm about eight hours in, I want to say. Maybe less than that. There's a bit of idle time in that in that clock time. Um, okay. And it's a very slow, slow burn intro. Um, but it, it, I just, is it good? Yeah, like, it's, it's not bad. It's not great. 
Okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm gonna say the intro is okay. I can definitely see people bouncing off of this one though, because it's it's quite a slow burn to start. But but again, it's not. Um, how, how many hours is slow burn? I want to say like you know you're probably between five and seven, five to eight hours of very handholdy. They'll pick your party members. Party members come and go without you having so much say. So it's a lot of plot development. That you is not a having lot. A, yeah, and you're not having a lot of freedom for that in a long time. When you know what you're getting to is recruiting 108 characters, right? And right. building your party as you... Like, just a bunch of freedom, right? So knowing that that's coming, it can, it, I think people who are fans of the franchise, a common complaint is that the intro is a bit slow for this one. And um, if they're going to hold your hand for that long, then you'd hope the scenario and the... Um, I don't know the drama over the the five to seven hours is it's very interesting, right? Yeah, and it's 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 interesting, not very interesting. So again, I'm not going to totally hold it against it. I'm saying it like it's a criticism, but it, it has kept me, um, and partially because I like some of the characters quite a bit. George Prime is in this game. This is technically first in the uh, Sweet Coden series chronologically, so this is technically where George starts. Um, mm. And he's a recurring character in the series, and George is fucking dope. So you start the game with him for quite a while, um, and it does set up the stakes nicely, and you get to see kind of the politics behind the scenes. Uh, you have a mom who's kind of going a little bit crazy because she took it upon herself to wear this powerful artifact called the Sun Rune, and she used it two years ago to completely decimate like this village. You start the game by going to that village as like an emissary and seeing you know two years later just how much they're still suffering. Um, but then you go meet your mom afterwards and against that backdrop of the horrible things she did you see that she still has a bunch of humanity in her so there's a bunch of interesting things being set up there it just it goes on a little bit too long and there's a whole like arena tournament arc for who's going to win the hand of your sister the princess I remember that yeah So and, and it's good like I like the stakes they're setting up some good villains um, I'm still what, you describe, what you describe with the MC and his mom is already interesting yeah so some cool stuff going on there. It's 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 been refreshing. I, it's it's feeling very competently executed. The voice acting is pretty pretty good, uh, surprisingly pretty good, and there's quite a bit of it too. So it's given a lot of life to the characters and scenes as well. Um, yeah, so it's 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 an interesting game timeline wise. To, on the topic of being topical, this is a 2006 PS2 RPG, <laughs> um, and it looks pretty bad considering like where it was in the lifespan of the ps2 um and i apparently i was doing some reading it has a bit of a reputation for not being quote-unquote finished i think they had trouble kind of polishing this game up because sweet coden was more or less i think you know the death knell was ringing for this series at this time um and you is that the last that, entry in the series the last I mainline think the, yeah i think there might have been one more tactics game or something or like an offshoot but there was no other main game after this i don't believe um it's a shame yeah, so and you can kind of see that in the in the towns and stuff. A lot of them are really barren, and like there's wide open spaces that you like will walk down for way too long with nothing there just to get to the next map. <laughs> it's like shit. Why? Why? <laughs> why was it so long? So, um, yeah. But but uh, I've been having a fun time. I'm excited to keep going with it. I'll keep you guys posted. I know. Nice. It's it's been a nice RPG to delve back into. So. All right. Sounds good. Um, I bought another game just yesterday, in fact, John. Uh, you've probably never heard of it. It's called Bot and Kytos. Uh, I've been playing Cotton Bytos, but... <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. 
Oh, God, you didn't deserve a laugh. You did not deserve a laugh, but I did. And yet I got it. And yet you got it. Yeah, John, you've been playing Botan Kaitos. Yes, uh, I'm going to talk about this for a bit. Um, what the hell is that game? I'm I'm enjoying it a lot right now. So it's a turn-based RPG. It has a card-based battle system. The in-lore or the in-world lore of it is they're called Magnus cards. These are cards that can basically trap the essence of an item, and you use the, you summon that essence essentially to act as weapons and items and whatnot. Um, your in-battle stuff is not expendable, but there is also a separate pool of usable items, basically okay. your, your consumable potions. You buy those from shops. You consume them as, you, as normal. Um, one cool aspect of it is Magnus cards age over time, at least some of them do. So if you have milk and milk is a restorative item, if you wait a while, like real time, half an hour, let's say, some of them are very long, um, that will turn into cheese, which is a stronger effect. But you wait too long and the item will rot and it has a different effect. Interesting. You can also combine items if you learn. They're called SP combos and there's like 150 or so um, and they're all hidden to, to start. So um, if you use, what's a good example here? Um, this this Japanese rice wine and a certain magic spell on on one of the party members, it turns into a different kind of wine with a different effect. Okay. Um, and you have to use those in battle. So you have to have them in your deck. You got to plan that out. It's it's fun. It's fun to work around that system. Um, the battle system itself, there's a lot of nuance to it because. There's some there's some real time, like almost actiony concerns here. So if if my main character is taking his turn and he's got four cards in his in his combo available to him, let's say I have four sword cards available, each of those cards can have multiple numbers, and you get stronger effects if you get numbered pairs or you get a straight, which is sequential numbers. Oh, interesting. Um, and there's limited time between card selections before your turn ends, so you have to oh. keep. You got to make quick decisions so that you can can uh, continue the chain. And if you wait too long, then your turn just ends. Right. Um, there's a defensive turn, so when the enemy is attacking, you have armor cards that you can trigger the same way. Um, there's a lot of of strategy and decision making there, and you've got deck building aspects outside of battle. It's it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of nuance to it. I have some complaints about it. Um, you don't. <laughs> you can't <laughs> skip a turn. Um, I, I can't just pass my turn to another character. I can't discard a card from my hand if I don't want it. I have uh. to use it, which means watching that animation. You you can essentially discard, but you target yourself and use a weapon. You can't attack your, your teammates with standard weapons. Okay. There are certain items that can, but if I want to, if I'm farming an enemy or trying to get some combo and I want to keep this enemy alive, and I want to pass this character's turn, I have to just select my guys and, and waste a card. Yeah, which and, is, and watch that play out. Yeah, yeah which is just slow, and it's, it gets a little tedious there. And the pace of battles is already pretty slow. Oh, is um, it? The, because of the, the combo system and, and the length of animations, and um, it, can, it can drag a bit. But I'm about 20 hours in now, and I'm still having a blast. Um, well, that far. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm having a pretty. I've got my fifth party member now. Um, Sweet, I, it's a lot of fun. I think there's one more to get, and then that's everybody. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm having a blast. But I'm going to complain about the story a bit. Okay. Coming but coming back to the issues with the writing and and pacing and bad scenarios. 
But first, this game has some of the worst voice acting I've ever heard. Awesome. <laughs> it's fucking bad. Not only is the delivery shit, the quality is shit. If you, on oh. the default setting of like stereo audio, it sounds like it was all recorded inside of a tin can. It's, it's it's hilariously bad quality in in every way that matters. It's a little better if you switch to surround, but it's it's laughable. Um, <laughs> I see. The certain lines from certain characters they they work uh, mercifully. You can turn off voice acting in every area except for battle. So oh, okay, uh, that's what I do because it's shit. It doesn't it doesn't add anything. Um, I would turn it off in, or in battle if I could, but you can't. <laughs> um, so that, that's the voice acting isn't great, but th- the real problem is it, it is a pretty bog standard story, which is fine. But the the way um, these events in this scenario connect are not great. There's some really lazy writing here. I think there's like three hidden passages used to get from one area to the next in a row. Like, there just happens to be a hidden route here. Yeah, yeah. There's, like, one in the well, one behind a throne, and then I think one more yet. <laughs> and it's like, goddamn, you couldn't think of anything else? Um, there's an evil empire that's very bog standard. You don't know anything about them. Um, I'm, I'm trying not to spoil things because you're about you're going to play it soon. I will um, play it, yeah. Uh, the, main, the motivations of your main character, I like them at first. He, he wants revenge. You learn this very early. Okay, okay. Um, love a, I love a good revenge story. The problem is it gets undercut by the forced silliness of another party member. And this party member himself is not bad. It's the interaction with the main character that suck. Because mm-hmm. while this character is saying some sensible things, um, uh, he, he has a moment where there's there's um, Zelha, the, the first party member you get, along with Callus, your main character, she is on kind of a mission against the Empire, essentially. Callus wants what he wants. He wants revenge. He doesn't want to get swept up in this whole save-the-world quest, right? Okay, yeah. I, I like that. I, I like that in a hero. It's kind of interesting, and he's, he's going to have to get pulled into it one way or another. The way that happens isn't good. Yeah. I, he gets pulled along. He gets treated like a kid sometimes when he's not. He, he has his own wants and desires, and what it's supposed to be interesting the way that conflicts with the with the larger party wants, and it's often not. <laughs> it often makes him kind of look like a, a whiny asshat when he could be offering some pushback and and just kind of have a mind of his own. But he, right. he gets swept up in like the party mission, I guess. And I don't know. I'm, I'm rambling here, but it's not done very well. I think it could have been written a lot better. Um, yeah, the way the, some of the dialogue undercuts the tension, undercuts the, the stakes here. The especially if you have voice acting on, my God, <laughs> do yourself a <laughs> favor. You, can you do Japanese voices or turn no? it off? Uh, no, it's only English. Okay, unfortunately, uh, maybe in Origins. I'm not sure. Um, oh, speaking. Sorry, very speaking of Origins. Actually, no. I'll save it for my video game store talk in a second. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to play that one next but because I definitely intend to finish this anyway. Cool. Um, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of it. Like, the battle system, really fun. There's a lot of nuance to it. If I remember correctly, Origins improved it in a few ways, like the ability to discard a card. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, so that's the, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get back to that. You, you have played Origins before, then? I used to own both of these, and I got oh. quite far oh. in both of them. 
You're going to be very disappointed you got rid of these, John. Oh, God. I know. They're probably oh, super God. expensive now. Uh, we're going to get to that. <laughs> um, yeah, so not much to say. Like, I, I'm still having a really good time because unlike modern voice-acted RPGs, I, when, the, when I'm reading it myself, I can... I don't know. I can get. I can groan a bit internally and then just yeah. move on. But when yeah. it's delivered to me in this slow, shitty voice acting, I don't know. It just sucks me out of the story so much. But yeah. here, it's it's not as bad. I can get through it and I can enjoy the battles and I can salvage whatever good parts there are in the scenario writing. Good. Yeah. yeah. That you know. And it's 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 honestly probably a godsend. You can turn the voices off. That's great. Yeah. I just wish you could do it in battle. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> um. Okay, well, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it, despite all that. It's 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 interesting, and I think that you and I are on this eternal quest, maybe, to figure out the words sometimes to describe why some of these old RPGs work, despite their shortcomings, and why some of them just fucking don't. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Because I, I bet you, you know, to look at it on paper, like, what is it? What's the magic sauce of Bot and Kaitos that's kept you for 20 hours, where, you know, something maybe similar just lost you immediately? Anyways... Our journey continues. Um, <laughs> that's good. I'm glad you're liking it. I'm definitely going to try it again. I, I, I played it maybe as a kid when you were playing it, just because I was interested in whatever you were interested in. But I definitely bounced off of it quickly when I was a kid. Or maybe I just played it at your house and never played it again. I played it a couple years ago. Actually, you know, I say a couple. I probably played it like six or seven years ago. Um, I borrowed it from a, a coworker and only like a year ago finally gave it back to him. Oh, um, wow. And then I found it at the at the the game shop, uh, just just yesterday, and, and it was actually a pretty good price for the first one. Um, still not cheap, but not really much more than a, a new game, anyways. So I, I bought it, wanted it for the collection. Um, um, they had bought in Kaito's Origins unopened. Ooh, three hundred and fifty bucks. Jesus H. Christ! Just just brutal. He also had. An unopened copy of uh, Earthbound for the Super Nintendo. I'm gonna guess so, like six hundred, twelve hundred. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, just gross numbers. Like he, he, the man had some truly incredible stuff. There it was actually awesome. Um, he had. So I, I asked him if he got any, um, if he had any Sega CD stuff because I'm still forever searching for Lunar on the Sega CD or the Saturn. Frankly, I just want it for the collection at this point. Sure. Um, and he, he, he paused for a second and he said, oh, Lunar. He said, yeah. He's like, I have Lunar Silver Star Story Sega CD at home in my collection. And <laughs> I was like, you bastard. <laughs> but uh, he's like, I don't have it, but I'll put your name down on the list and if we get it, I'll call you. But what he did have was Lunar 2 on the on the PlayStation, the one that I've got in that big working designs box with all the crazy shit it came with. Right. My, my, my copy of that game is in pretty good shape and it has everything except for... Lucia's Pendant, which is just a crazy thing that they shipped with that game. So, he said, the copy I've got of Lunar 2 is in kind of rough shape and it's missing a bunch of stuff, but it had the Pendant. Um, did, you, I could, did you splurge, Kyle? I couldn't buy only the Pendant and he still wanted $240 for Lunar 2. Oof. Uh, so, I, was, I couldn't. I couldn't justify $240 for a little trinket to, to make mine a, a complete inbox. Even though that would make it worth quite a bit more. No, so, anyways, um, I'm considering maybe just breaking into the facility and stealing it and leaving everything else, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. If, if I do do that, this, I'll edit that part out. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. 
Um, turns out, it turns out he's a listener. Yeah, he's very much a listener. Uh, no, it was, it's it's a great story. I just I love looking at old games. I love seeing old SNES games in their awesome old cardboard boxes. Um, yeah, lots of awesome stuff. Too too goddamn much money though. Damn. Dude, if we could yeah. do it all over again, I'd never sell a damn thing. I know, I know. God, we'd have some we'd have some valuable stuff too. Um, last thing I want to talk about briefly before we get into trivia. Um, I've been watching the Last of Us TV show that HBO has been making. All right. Um, it's been quite good. I just wanted to quickly say that episode three was, in my opinion, incredible and very beautiful and very touching and very moving. And right. on its own merit would make, in my opinion, a fantastic little like one-hour short film. Totally divorced from being part of The Last of Us IP. I was kind of blown away. It was great. It was just really, really good character storytelling. Um, so if you have any interest in that game or that series or need a new show, um, Episode 4 just came out on Sunday. They just got renewed for Season 2. I'm not surprised. It sounds like it's pulling in some pretty crazy numbers, but yeah, it's it's been really quite quite good so far. They've still got some ways to go on a couple characters, in my opinion, and kind of selling us on on Joel and Ellie still. But yeah, it's it's been really cool. So a nice example of a video game adaptation that's so far not a steaming pile of poo. I'm guessing episode three is about Nick Offerman's character. Yeah, yeah. And uh, whoever his companion is, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Bill and Frank. It's it's really great. A, a very different look at them. We didn't really get to see much of Bill and Frank in the game, and this episode is kind of a vignette of their their time together. It's it's great. It's really fucking good. Sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um, anything else you want to chat about before I jump into trivia? Ooh, I'm stifling a yawn here. <laughs> wow. Uh, no. <laughs> you bore me, Kyle. No, I'm kidding. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, that's it. Just some some complaints, some praise about Bot and Kaitos. Hopefully, last story redeems itself, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Yeah. Are you going to go back to that then after Bot and Kaitos? Yeah, I'm enjoying Button a lot, so I'll, I'll yeah, revisit yeah, gotta... last story. And uh, the, There isn't so much that happened in the intro that I'm going to forget. So. Yeah, fair enough. I find you've got to take those moments of like momentum when you can get them for an RPG, right? Yeah, and I will say in Last Story's favor, I still really dig the art. I love the title screen. The music is solid. Some of the voice acting quality, while the writing isn't great, the, the voice acting itself is pretty solid. Yeah, that's good. Um, just just walking around the city, walking around that cave area in the intro, and like the, the water effect and whatnot, I don't know, it, it was really pleasant to see that. And then, the, like I said before, the quality of, like, the face textures and whatnot, they really popped to me. Um, some of the facial animations are very unnatural. It's clear they, this was, this was, what, 2011, you said? Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it definitely shows. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, overall, I, I thought I was, I was sucked in by that right away. Okay, so there's some hope then. That's good. Yeah, hopefully if the story redeems itself, I'm 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 pulling for it. Nice. Okay. Let's a go. Let's do it's it. It's trivia time. All right, John. We have a number of questions here. Okay. For everyone you get wrong, you get a flick in the testes. <laughs> Next time I see you, I told the, I told the audience at the top that it was live, but that was just to reel them in and listen to 35 minutes of podcast before we even did any trivia. 
these are all gonna, these are all going to be banked for the future. <laughs> yeah, these are future testicle flicks uh, being banked presently by by John and Kyle. Probably um, at your wedding or something. I was gonna say just just excuses for us to touch each other's balls apparently. Um, so so with that question number one, right. John, I think I think this is gonna be a tough one for you. So good luck. Shit. All right, here we go. I Do I have wrong. a time limit? Do I have a time you, limit on these uh, answers? Just my just the whims of me, the host. So if I decide you don't have time, that's that's it. Alright. Um Name one of the main lords from Fire Emblem Awakening. And I'll give you a helpful hint. That was the three D S title. Main Lords as in like Crom? Oh my he's pulled it out. He, right <laughs> off the hop. Do you know the other main lord from that, that title? Uh no, other than Krom, I don't remember. Um, this, I'll give you one hint. Uh, this is to spare a gentle flick, if you get this right. Um, <laughs> it's Krom's daughter, and she is in Smash Bros. Oh, Lucina. You got it. Okay. No flicks for you, my friend. Oh, that's technically <laughs> a flick for me, isn't it? I should not be helping you. Okay. John gets one. One for one. All right. Number two. You're definitely going to know this one. This is just uh, this is really more for the listeners, and I guess I just wanted a testicle flick. Uh, <laughs> which famous video game composer helped Yasunori Mitsuda finish the Chrono Trigger soundtrack? Uh, was that Nobuo Uematsu? That would be a one Nobuo Uematsu. So if you ever wonder why Chrono Trigger soundtrack slaps so fucking hard, it's because it was a collab between... The two fucking JRPG music gods. Yeah, just the gods. Fun bit of trivia for upcoming game. Um, Oh, shit. Hold on. I'm sorry. I've got to do a quick... It's like Sun and Stars. It's that new RPG that's coming out. Sea of Uh, Stars, uh, was it? Sea of Stars, thank you. There's an RPG coming out. It's a pixel-style RPG that's being released this year, according to the dev team, and they're, they're quite confident that they're on track to do that. With um, gorgeous cool. fucking art. Gorgeous pixel art. Um, clearly, like, Chrono Trigger inspired. That that kind of era of SNES and PS1 RPGs, probably. Um, but with that 2D style. They managed to bag Yasunori Mitsuda as a fucking composer for their game. I don't think he's doing the entire thing. But just imagine... I was saying to John when that happened. Imagine you end up making a game. It's a passion project. You get a, a decent following... And then one of your fucking childhood heroes, Yasunori Mitsuda, is like, hey, can I write music for that game? Oh just my God. incredible. I know. Just uh, bless those guys. That'd be over there. Yeah. So anyways, well done, John. That was Nobu Uematsu. That's two flicks for me. Oh, my God. Um, okay, number three. Who is the main villain in Final Fantasy VII Remake? Final Fantasy VII Remake? Think carefully. Uh, I mean, Saffron? Oh, I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry, John. That's Tetsuya Nomura. Tetsuya Nomura is the main villain. I fucking knew you were going for that. <laughs> so yeah, I get to flick your balls for that one. Tetsuya got that is... wrong, and that was a fair question. I always pictured donkeys like the black man. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, that's that's. I love that video. Well, because Donkey says in that video. But we didn't know was the, the the true final boss of Final Fantasy, <laughs> Tetsuya Nomura. <laughs> he works as devil magic. Yeah. Anyways, okay, good. So you got one wrong. We are on to number four. Kind of this is a question. This is, <laughs> this is a real question again. <laughs> Which of the following classes, that's a multiple choice, was right. not featured 
in the original release of Final Fantasy V? A. The Fighter B. The Gladiator C. The Geomancer D. The Mimic B. Gladiator you are correct, my friend. Ding, 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 ding. That's uh, GBA edition. That is G- well, well done. Okay, John with some extra browner points there. Jesus I fucking I love heard. FF5, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course awesome. I know that. <laughs> game fucking slaps. Um, well done. Yeah, also, okay. GBA so is the best version of that game, actually. <laughs> okay, um, three slaps for me. I mean, it's flicks, not slaps. We're not, we're not switching the slaps for the record. <laughs> I can't take three slaps, let alone flicks. Okay, number five. What game was the first ever to feature the Konami code? I want to say Contra. Ooh, no. So that is the game that it was most famously known for. But do you have a second guess? I'll give you a lighter testicle flick if you can think of another Konami game from before uh, Contra. That Gradius? Yes, it's great. Good job. Oh, my. Well Gradius. done. Okay. Yes, it was. So, I mean, you didn't technically get it right, but I'll give you credit. Because you pulled that out. Okay. <laughs> okay. You better keep track of the testicle flex because I'm starting to lose them here. Um, As the count gets higher, it switches to speed bagging. <laughs> <laughs> Ten seconds of speed bagging. Um, all right. Number six. What is the full name of Sonic the Hedgehog's sidekick? Oh, my God. The series I care so little about. I know, I know. But he's a, a gaming icon, John. Uh, it's Miles. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Miles, Tails. Oh my god. I watched some call me Johnny on YouTube, and I know he's said it before. Uh, Miles, Tails, Prower. Yeah, oh, did you look at Oh, up? fuck yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not Googling anything. Did, uh, Oh, What's that? Let me go. Let me go to the judges here. Judges. <laughs> I'm getting. So I'm just getting some. Oh, hold on, I'm taking a phone call right now from the the head judge. What's that, sir? The camera I have in your apartment is telling me otherwise. Pastrami, pastrami and rye. Okay, you got it. <laughs> Good. Yeah, he says it's clean. Okay, it's clean. Well done. Well done, John. You pulled that from the ether. Okay. Well, you're gonna need that luck going into this next round. Ooh. Question number seven. Who we got? Which game is better? A. Fortnite or B. Chrono Trigger? <laughs> what is this question? Think carefully, John. Uh, I'm going to go with B. Chrono Trigger. <laughs> okay, so I get it. I probably would have said the same thing. That is very wrong, though, because we all know that a game's quality is based upon how much money it makes and how many copies it sells and all that stuff. And Fortnite has been a much more profitable IP than Chrono right. Trigger. And as such, Fortnite is the better game. So better game goes to Fortnite. Sorry, John, that's that's wrong. Ah, oh, damn it, that's a speed bag. That's a speed <laughs> bag for you, yeah. Okay, good try, good try. Number eight. I don't know if you're going to get this one. I, I did talk about this particular person recently, so you've heard the name. So right. you have some hope. Who is the voice actor for Joel in the hit video game series The Last of Us, as well as basically a billion other games, including even the Persona series. I want to guess Troy Baker. You are absolutely correct, my friend. Well done. Well done. Applause. Applause. 
It was either him or Yuri Lowenthal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another good guess, actually, especially for JRPGs. Um, well done. That's Mr. Troy Baker himself, um, who actually has a, a cameo role in The Last of Us TV show. I haven't seen that episode yet. Oh, nice. But, uh, looking forward to it. Okay, another voice actor question. Who is the original voice actor for It's a Me, Mario? Uh, Charles Martinet. Well done. Yes, yes, it is. I think it's Martinet. Is how you're supposed to say. It. I think it's supposed to be French. Martinet. Um, okay. Charles Martinet. Well done. You get it right. Who for a follow-up bonus testicle flick? <laughs> who is playing Mario in the new Super Mario Bros. movie? The incredible Chris Pratt. I, I, I was sure you were going to say Adele. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> it's just a very topical reference to the Oscars flop from 10 uh, years ago <laughs> i wish i knew the japanese actor's name i would have just offered him <laughs> <laughs> yes so it's uh, for the north american version and or the, the english version is mr christopher pratt yeah um okay good well done you're gonna roll number 10 what is the controller input for a shoryuken from the street fighter series and i want this said with the proper lingo ah god is it quarter circle forward high punch? Oh, oh no. No, that. <laughs> hang on, oh. hang on. <laughs> it's uh, down forward up high punch, is it? No, no. Damn it. No, no, no I don't know that. <laughs> that the Shoryuken motion is forward quarter circle forward punch. What? So you do you have to do it you buffer with a quick forward motion and then there's like a quarter circle forward and then punch. Definitely. So when you which punch is it though? Any punch. Oh, any punch will do it. Yeah, okay. yeah. John John obviously not a fighting game fan. Uh, doesn't know about the uh, different. You know, stronger punch makes you sure you can tear carry you further, does more damage, slower recovery. <laughs> I'm sure don't. <laughs> obviously doesn't know. Um, all right, so you got that one wrong. Uh, gamer cred score going down. Damn right. it, you're going to show you can my balls now. I'm going to show you. Yeah, actually, that's what's on the fucking line. Oh, my God. I've sent you to the hospital. Holy shit. If, if, if one of us had to take a fucking show Ryukin from the other one, that'd be bad. Um, all right, this next one's a tough one. This is a tough one. All right. Is it another garbage question? No. Hum. Hum the main theme of Halo. And I'll take any snippet. Any snippet from the main theme of Halo. <laughs> it has to be has to be recognizable. And you cannot pass. It's <laughs> gonna laugh here for a while. It's like an operatic theme. <laughs> I did it yesterday for my fiance. I proved it could be done. Uh, when, and I okay. say hum if you wanna kind of like like sing it as opposed to hum it, because humming can be hard. Whatever I don't know. We're going, we're going full embarrassing weeb here. Um, Good. Okay, let me think about how that goes for a moment. Uh, how does that go? I know there's kind of like uh, opera choir sound to it. Yeah, that's the opening. Yeah. You know what? I'm thinking about it. I don't like remember the pitch. Can you think of any other part of the song that's like catchier and, and 
I only I only remember that that like choir voice, but I, I can't like God quite hear it, all. it right now. I don't think like, I didn't think about was that if you couldn't get this, is that I was gonna have to demonstrate it. Yeah, I can't remember the exact same, but it's like okay. it rises a bit. It's like oh, oh great, it rises. Yeah. Oh, you no, you oh, sorry, I missed that. Do it again. Do, do it again. Because <laughs> he's like, it's just like ah, uh, but not. That's no. not honestly not that series of notes is nowhere in the song. Don't embarrass yourself yet again. I also right. can't fucking sing, so <laughs> let me take it away. Demo, Kyle. Here we go. You're getting clipped so hard on my side. <laughs> You're still getting clipped. <laughs> so it's recording well for me. But here's the part that everybody, I think, knows better. The as soon as you say that, it comes back. Yeah, anyways, that's the Halo theme. Good. So I get the point uh, for that one. Shows you how much of a Halo fan I am. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's uh, I do love that song, though. I think that's actually an excellent piece of, of video game music. Hmm. Um, good. Okay, one more for me. Number 12. All right. This is, a, this is another tough one. I actually don't know if you're going to know this. Hang on. Um, are you going to gonna assault rifle punch my balls now? Yes. I will. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm going to, or as they call it when you're a multiplayer and you accidentally hit the melee button when you're supposed to be shooting, I'm going to chicken wing you. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, all right. Who is the original developer and IP owner, no longer, of the Fallout series of video games? Oh, fuck. So they, they made one and two, and I think there was another spin off game in there as well before it went to Bethesda when they made before number three. Before Bethesda, right. Um... One and two, both critically acclaimed. Very different from number three. Extremely cool atmosphere. Old PC isometric games. Worth your time if you haven't tried them before. I'm pretty sure they eventually got absorbed by Bethesda. No, I think they're actually just defunct. Oh, really? Yeah, I I think they kind of just went belly up. I did a bit of research yesterday. It wasn't 100% clear, but I don't think Bethesda properly bought them. This is... I'm not the biggest... Fallout fans, this is totally out of left field. Was it Interplay? Holy fucking shit! It was! It wasn't? Okay, good. It was Interplay, John. What the fuck? <laughs> fucking, you pull out goddamn Miles Tails Prower out of your butthole, but this was, you got, you got a big butthole, because this was obviously in there too. I spend too much time on YouTube, Kyle. <laughs> That's great. Um, here's a fun fact that I didn't know about Interplay, but they actually published Baldur's Gate as well. Although they contracted Bioware oh, to Bioware to make it, okay, um, which I thought was really neat. I, one, actually, I didn't know Bioware was the original Baldur's Gate dev, um, and two, I didn't know that Interplay had published it. So, some cool history there. Yeah, Bioware. I mean, it's interesting to know how far back these guys go. I know, I know, eh? and, and to think again, it's it's like with a lot of our um, favorite Japanese studios, right? Just how different they are today. Inevitably, by the sheer nature of them being twenty plus years old, right? Yeah, and just the the extra weight it seems like the business side of this industry has today yeah yeah as they've grown they they have all these other burdens to consider right right yeah that's no longer just a couple of friends you know in a garage making games um another good show by the way this is a super random recommendation and i didn't finish it but i intend to halt and catch fire you've seen that one correct 
Oh, I, I didn't finish either, but I, I think I finished up to season, like up to and including season two, and yeah, I fucking loved it. Yeah, excellent. Also, really cool. It's a show basically about the first season's about the development of like the personal computer, mm-hmm. um, and then the second season is kind of the the dawn of like video game development. Uh, I think was, uh, there's also they're they're like um, pitching the idea of like a portable computer, like the first laptop. Mm, okay. Yeah, it, it, but I think my, my understanding is that each season kind of the characters end up moving on to a, a new kind of phase of like the technology of personal computing and stuff. Um, it's acted incredibly. Lee Pace is in it. If you don't have a man crush on Lee That's Pace. That's his name, yes. That or a girl, a girl crush on, on Lee Pace. Pace. Lee Pace, then... Um, Lee Pace. <laughs> Lee Pace. Yeah, go check I out also, the bomb. I also really liked the main actress. I can't recall her name, though. Yeah, she's... Okay, let's do her justice, because she deserves to be named. Yes, she does. Hold and catch fire. Is the other guy Scoot McNary? Is that his name? Holy fucking shit, it is Scoot McNary. That's a real yeah. human's name. Um, <laughs> Mackenzie Davis is the the main girl from that show. That's it. Yeah, she was she's also in uh, awesome. that Matt Damon Mars movie. Oh, um, The Martian? That was like The Martian, that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. She works at NASA. Oh yeah, right. Okay, she was also in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I think as a small character, apparently, and also That's Terminator right, yeah. Dark Fate, a movie I bet nobody watched. Or a show? <laughs> is it a show? I think it's a show. No, it's a movie. That's crazy. Movie. It's crazy that they made that many Terminator movies. I haven't seen a bunch. Of them. Anyways, um, okie doke. Well done, well done, John. Interplay. That was huge. Okay, right. you'll love this next one. What, how, 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 what, which number is this? This is number 13. All right. You will love Moving this along. One. John, I Let's need you to, to rap literally any portion, however short or long, of the DK rap from Donkey Kong Country 64. <laughs> I can hear the beat. I'm trying to remember some of the lyrics. I, I need like one. There, there's one part that I can think of that's really brief. And if you I know it's like, like DK. Oh, yes. Donkey Kong. That's it. I'm giving it to you because that's the part that I was thinking of. Um, and then I'm he's just the first member yeah. of the DK crew. Anyways, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Yeah, very good. All right, 13 goes to John. Um, moving along. This one, you might know because you're a Final Fantasy fan. You might not know because of your lack of uh, Star Wars caring. But which two Star Wars characters inspired the names of minor recurring characters in the final? Biggs and Wedge. Ooh, (laughs) ooh, put me in my place. Yeah, well done, Biggs and Wedge. Wedge Antilles and Biggs—I forget his name—from Episode Four, A New Hope, from Star Wars. Playing, yeah, these minor recurring characters. They was their first game six. Uh, I think it was six, yeah. And yeah, then, and then, um, then they're in, they're in eight. They're Are they in eight. seven? Uh, yeah, Biggs and Wedge, members of Avalanche. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, 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 her. Yeah. Um, so six, seven, eight. I don't know if they're in nine. Yeah, beyond that, I can't really think of who they are in any of the other ones. Actually, one sec. I'm sorry. I should have done this beforehand. Um, I apologize for the typey sounds. Uh, one of the see. like Wedge Antilles is he one of the pilots that dies going after the Death Star? I think Wedge survives. Biggs dies, I believe. Or am I thinking of someone named like 
isn't there a guy who's like Porcos or something? <laughs> no, a guy you, who, you're thinking of Porcoroso. No, uh, no, there's a guy who has like a really unfortunate name. I just cannot recall it for some reason right now. <laughs> um, all the Star Wars fans, please, in the comments on, on Reddit uh, or on the tweet about this episode, yeah, just let us know who which Porcos uh, character we're missing here. Um, okay, Biggs and Wedge. So... Yeah, they're not in the games before six. They're in like some of those, you know, prequels and sequels to four and stuff like that, like the after years, right? Um, and then like later editions of Final Fantasy the original, but not in the games originally. So they're in six for the first time, um, and then seven, seven obviously and eight. we know seven and eight. Oh, and ten, they guard the Blitzball Stadium in Luca, and they can be rec- recruited for the Blitzball team. So really, really minor. <laughs> Okay. But they are considered upper tier players. So there you go. Do they show up um, in nine? No, they're not in nine at all. Not in nine. And twelve it says making a small cameo under the names of Gibbs and Duig. Can you really say that that's them? That's if you not didn't really call the them. Same the at same? All. <laughs> <laughs> Shop B and W outfitters in Final Fantasy thirteen refers to Biggs and Wedge. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Okay. Oh oh and then of course they're in Final Fantasy fourteen online. I can't recall who they are at all in there. No? Um, let me send you a super quick screenshot. I've done it. Remember those fuckers? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they are in Final Fantasy XV as well. So, I guess a bunch. A bunch. Solid cool. recurring characters. Yeah. So, well done. You got that, like, record time. All right. Number 15. Which of the following? Is not the name of a Pac-Man ghost. And this is multiple choice. This is from the original Pac-Man. No Miss right. Pac-Man here. This is a men's rights podcast. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not a men's rights podcast. Um, okay. Which of the following is not the name of a Pac-Man? You might have ghost? guessed by our emphasis on balls. <laughs> a. Inky. B. Blinky. C. Clyde. Or D. Harold. D. Harold. Yeah, you're right, John. God damn it. God <laughs> damn it. It's like Inky, Blinky, Pinky, and Clyde. So you know, and yeah. you knew your shit. I knew if you didn't know that having like two random, just normal names would throw you. But you obviously. I can knew. tell you right now, I would not have known Pinky. Okay, actually, and I, I'm also not actually 100 sure that's even accurate. Uh, more typing, guys. Pac-Man ghost names. Uh, da, da. Those are obviously not the original. Oh, yeah, it is Pinky. Yeah, so Blinky, Pinky, Inky, Clyde. So. Pinky, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't there have got go. that one. Well, you got it anyway, so yet another one for you. Fuck. All right. Hell yeah. Here's one that I'm pretty sure you're going to know because I knew. The fans will know. All right. Hit me. How much MP does Cure 2 cost in Final Fantasy XI? <laughs> oh, my God. I think it's 24. It is 24 MP. That is correct. Because it's three yeah. times a cure one. Which three times a eight. cure one. That's right. Well done. Uh, that just goes... That's really a question to show you the depth of our sickness, and it's really a cry for help. So, um, yeah. 
All right. If you picked any other game to ask that question about, I would not have known. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I, I was actually thinking that myself. I was like, I don't know MP cost of like any other spells in any other Final Fantasy game, not the top of my head. Um, some of the lunar spells I definitely know because there aren't that many of them. But anyways, number seventeen. Speaking of, oh my god, look at me go! I, that was a perfect segue. I didn't plan that. What item <laughs> do you need in Lunar Silver Star Story Complete for the PlayStation One to unlock the secret bath scenes? Ah, uh, it's not just called soap, is it? It is indeed just called soap. I thought it might be a, like premium soap or something. No, no, just, just soap. Just soap ass soap. They're a thousand uh, silver pieces a piece, which seems steep at the time you can get them. But trust me, trust me, boys of the Men's Right Podcast, Granting Podcast, <laughs> um, that soap is worth it because you get to see your boys, Alex, Kyle, and Nash bathing it up, and then another secret <laughs> one later on. Yeah, good job, John. Um, okay, moving on. Number Let's 18. I think you'll get this one because you played it recently. What item do you get in the Forest Temple, the first dungeon, in The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess? And by item, uh, I mean the main like weapon or solvable thing. You get the Gale Boomerang. Well done. The ga- yeah, I wasn't going to give it to you if you just said Boomerang. So, yeah, you, you nailed it. <laughs> I'm applauding again. Well done. Well done. Motherfucker. Okay. We are in the home stretch. Final five. All right. If you get even one of these wrong, I get to crucify one of your testicles on a real-life wooden cross with steel nails. You're going to perform the world's first actual Hadouken toward my balls. Toward your balls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I still <laughs> like the show where you can. Actually, I guess if I could develop the power to do a uh, Hadouken, that'd be sweet. So I'll take it. Um, all right, Hadoken then coming. How many heart pieces are there in The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past? And I'm going to give you a little hint. You can, you can do the math here pretty easily if you can remember just how many hearts you get um, otherwise without having to get the heart pieces. Ooh, I don't remember how many bosses there are. Oh, then that, you are fucked, my friend. <laughs> yeah, that dropped like the complete one. So the math, and I also don't remember if it's if it's always been four pieces per heart. It, it so it is. I'll give you that. It is four pieces per heart. It is four. Okay, I it's okay. a complete guess because so, I don't recall hold on, the bosses. Hold on. So how, just, how? No, no, don't give it to me. <laughs> I just want to give you some. I'm going to walk you there. I'm not going to give you credit for it. You, you don't get credit for it. But let me just see if I can <laughs> right. probe memory at all of okay. that game. You find the princess Zelda captured in a dungeon right start of the game. You free her. And you bring her back to the church. Okay. Does anything happen in that church? I'm guessing you get a heart piece. You do get a heart. You get a full heart. Full heart, okay. So that's, that puts you at four hearts right there. That, that puts you at four. Then there okay. would be it's one a Zelda boss game. temple. So how many, how many bosses in the first half of the game would there be? How many temples? I'm guessing three. There's three. Exactly right. How many there's bosses three. in the back half of the game? I'm hoping, I'm hoping also three. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. Is there four? No, okay. You fail. You fail. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Um, there are, no, I do so, not know the answer. Yeah, it's okay. So so there are, there's one heart that you get when you save the princess, which puts you at four because you start with three. There are three bosses in the light world where you get the pendants of courage, wisdom, and power. All right. Um, so you get a heart there each time. So you're at seven hearts. You use those to get the master sword. You 
do all this shit to get to Dark World, and in Dark World there's seven different dungeons. Seven, jeez. Um, yeah, so seven times seven, or seven plus seven is 14, so you get 14 hearts without having to touch a single heart piece, but then the last six hearts are all heart pieces, so it's 24 total, 24 total heart pieces in Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Shit, but you had to know there were seven dark rolls. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch. Yeah, all kinds. You have to get the seven maidens trapped in the crystals. Just forget how big that game is. Game Fox game's really good. Um, awesome. Okay, I got one. Very good. Oh, I get to do Hadoka on your balls. That's wicked. Sure. Number twenty. <laughs> we have to keep it thematic, though. It's going to be like a hook shot to the balls. Oh, sorry. Yes, it has to change every time. So, hook shot to the balls is currently what's on offer. Um, and actually, <laughs> keeping with the same series. Name one, or both, but at least one of the two fairies that accompany Link in the Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask. Tattle, Tattle is one. You got it. Um, Tattle and for then... a million dollars, can you get the other one? Because I could. I remember Tattle yesterday as well. Uh, I couldn't remember the second one. Fuck. Um, does it also start with a T? It does, yeah. There's, there's, they're brothers. Shot in the dark, toddle. <laughs> no, it's it's tail, T A E L or tail. Oh, I wanted to guess tail, but I thought that was too obvious. Oh no, it's that's obviously tail, tattle tail, duh. Tattle and um, tail, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, you still got it though. You got tattle, so so kudos to you. Well done. Because I know that's neither of our favorite game. I don't think you. I don't think you played a lot of Majora's Mask, have you? Uh, no, the time thing, it was, it's, it's FOMO the game. <laughs> oh, it's, it's awful. I, 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 sorry, it's not awful. Like, the game's got, the game has a lot of good things going for it. Some really great dungeon design. Um, the mask transformation stuff, really cool, but holy shit, I think the, the time mechanic atmosphere, is awful. I think the atmosphere is fucking wonderful. Yeah. But yeah, the, the mechanics of the game itself don't really jive with me. Yeah, I can't stand the, the reverse time thing. Also, um, one of the funnest things about, the the Zelda series when you're Kid Link is that eventually you get to be not Kid Link <laughs> and you're, you're Kid Link forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I, I I definitely like that aspect of um of Ocarina of Time and stuff. So yeah. All right. Um, different genre. Currently still a hook shot to the balls. Oh no, this if. <laughs> oh okay. Which came first? It's a fier- fierce deity to the balls. <laughs> yeah. Which came? Oh nice. Okay. Which came first? Kirby's Dreamland or Super Mario Bros. 2? Oh, jeez. Um, I want to say Mario Bros. 2. You are correct. Well done. And you want to hazard a guess on the release year for that? Fuck. I want to say it was in the... I want to say the 80s. You're right. I want to say 88. What the fuck? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, any wild guess when Kirby came out? It's, like, it's after 88, you know that. Just going to guess 89. <laughs> no, it was 92. It was a couple years later, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Kirby's Dreamland was on the original Game Boy, and uh, I was hoping that that would kind of trip you up into thinking that it was older than it was because the graphics, obviously, are worse on the Game Boy than the, the NES. But, yeah, well done. Good job. When like you look it. at the, the Game Boy, it's hard to to think about that coming after the NES. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, because it looks terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, well done. I can't believe you got 88. Good job. All right, final two. Which home... Vi- oh, sorry. So currently, 
because it was Kirby and Mario. Um, we currently have a Kirby's <laughs> Kirby's suck up your balls is what's on the table right now. <laughs> so whoever gonna, loses getting yeah, their balls I'm gonna, sucked I'm gonna, right I'm gonna take up. a dive. <laughs> I'm gonna take a dive on this one. <laughs> uh, all right, twenty-two. Second last question: Which home video game console, including handhelds, is the best selling of all time? Including handhelds is the best selling of all time. Um, I'm gonna give you a quick the, hint. It's quick not hint. the PS2, is it? Okay, it is. It is. Okay. It's the PS2. The PS2 remains king. Um, yeah. It has exploded. Yeah. It's so it sold over 150 million. Um, I think it was 156, 158, somewhere around there. And the DS, the first Nintendo DS, was just behind it with like 151 or something. That was um, my second guess. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that's the top two. All the current gen are just trying to keep up with them. Um, but they're still like they're a long ways off. So. Oh, I remember yeah. the DS memes when that came out where Miyamoto and Iwata are laughing and they just, it says, there's a speech bubble that says, it prints money. I, th- I thought that was for the Wii. That might have been for the Wii, actually. I might be misremembering. Yeah, yeah. I thought I it think was that, DS. I think that joke was for the Wii. Because the Wii, the Wii was, the Wii's like number seven of all time. It has 111 million or something. So okay. it also did really, really well. But it would it would be more apt to have that for the DS because it sold quite a few more. So. Yeah. All right, last one. Last one. All right, hit me. Currently, this is for a, a an old fat PS2 being slammed onto your balls. This is what's at stake here. Oh God, on the edge of it too. One of those corners. Ooh, oh, no. that's gonna pop. That's gonna pop for sure. All right, which home video game console, including handhelds, is the worst selling of all time? And I don't think this is including some of the really like really old ColecoVision stuff like that this isn't like obscure tiger no. electronic shit no no it's not so it's something you'll know worst selling of all time worst selling of all time handhelds hmm. I'll give you a hint okay I've never owned one of these okay and I don't know if you did I actually don't know are we including Virtual Boy I don't know. I don't think so. No, I don't think it includes Fisher Wood. Okay. Something. Because I think that would be the right answer. More, something a little more mainstream than that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, actually, now that you mentioned that, I kind of wonder why they didn't include Virtual Wood. It was, it was an IGN list, so I took it as fairly decently. How many items on that list? I checked. It was like 30 or 27 or something. Jeez. Oh, it was quite a few. Maybe not quite that many. Uh, okay, I'll just take a shot in the dark. PS Vita? Ooh, no. Okay. It was not the Vita. The Vita was low on the list. I think the Vita was like the 10th worst or something. Um, okay. But no, it was the Sega Dreamcast. Dreamcast? Yeah, the friggin' Dreamcast. Poor thing. Just They just couldn't do it. Um, given the given the like fan missing on oh, I don't even know how to say it. The, the fan missing. For it. No, no, you said it perfectly, buddy. Fan Given missing. Given the fan missing. <laughs> uh, for that console, I'm I'm surprised that's the that's the worst one. Yeah, I was yeah, I, I guess I, it 
imploded for a reason. I think of it like the Wii U in a sense, because you and I both love that console, and I had lots of, or a number of very, very good games on it, but it just doesn't get any love. Um, it's true. Yeah. So sometimes you can have awesome hardware, and it doesn't matter. But yeah, that is it for the first episode of Crunchy Path Podcast Video Game Trivia. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, John, were you keeping a tally out of curiosity? No, I wasn't. Okay, so we'll both just take a PS2 to the boss. I think I I got three or four wrong total. You definitely got way more right than you got wrong, so I guess I'm taking a PS2 to the ball. I missed the one with Halo. Um, I missed the one up just now about the worst console. True, you didn't get Tetsuya Nomura. Oh, yes, I didn't get your bullshit question. <laughs> no, not bullshit. Not bullshit. <laughs> no more. Not bullshit. You didn't get Gradius? Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I failed that on one second, I guess yes. Contra, so there was four wrong there. Um, you didn't, we, already um, said, we already said Halo, right? Yeah. Yeah, you got Halo, Nomura, the worst console, and Gradius. I cannot remember if there's another one. Oh, you didn't get Link to the Past. That's five. Oh yeah, there's there's five there. And then you got yeah, and then you so six you got six wrong out of twenty three. What was Not the bad. Sixth? Six was uh, the Dreamcast one. So Halo, Nomura, Dreamcast, uh, Link to the Past, and Gradius. Oh, did I? Sorry, I might have added an extra. One. Apologies. Bitch. Yeah, I'm a bitch. <laughs> Sally. That's 5 out of 23? Yeah, 5 out of 23. Or rather, 18 out of 23 is what you got. So, good job. Not bad. Good job. All right, so, John, it is now your job to curate a list of questions. It doesn't have to be 23. That was just a random number. Um, No, actually, John and I are just both huge fans of the Jim Carrey movie, the number 23. But um, (laughs) I've never seen that movie. I haven't either. I haven't seen it. I just know we're big fans. that makes sense. Yeah, so next time, questions for questions for Kyle. We'll see what John comes up with. I um, hope you guys enjoyed All it, right. though, and I hope you played along at home. Kyle, send me your questions so I can come up with <laughs> Fuck some you. more difficulty questions. Oh, 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 sorry. I thought you meant, like, Kyle, write your own questions and send them to me. Like, Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck you, you dick. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you that list right now. All right. Um, thanks for listening, guys. We'll uh, be back at you in a couple weeks, probably. All right. Next time. Okay, peace out. Thank you for listening to the Branching Path Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at BranchPathPod or just search Branching Path Podcast. Check out our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash branchingpathpodcast. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and on our RSS website, which is rss.com slash branchingpathpodcast. Thanks again for listening. Take care.